What's up, everyone? Before we get into this episode, I want to introduce something new I'm doing with the podcast. I started this podcast to learn more about different opportunities in the real estate world. And with all the support from all the listeners, I want to give back. If you enjoy one of the guests in the show and want to learn more about their company or just talk to them about real estate, you can email theroadtorealestate at gmail.com, all one word, so I can set up a meeting with you guys. I've already helped out a handful of people get set up with one former guest, and they have been extremely excited with the new opportunities presented. Now back to the episode. Anit Securities is an acquisitions associate at Heitman. In this episode, we discuss her early interest in a brokerage through her father, as well as Ro Epsilon Real Estate Club in Illinois. We also discuss her company Heitman, a real estate investment management firm, as well as going into detail about private equity within real estate. Thank you for driving down the road to real estate and enjoy the show. Anna, thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, how's it going? Hi, good morning. I'm glad to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been a minute. And it's kind of funny to be on the flip side of things. Yeah, so I want to start off by uh, you talking about your early interest in real estate. Yeah, I mean, I would say I really got into the swing of things thanks to my dad. Um, he's in the industry and um, I think that just gave me kind of the push like when I first started college my freshman year. So I was just looking for, I guess, clubs or like ways to get involved. So um, I joined Row Upsilon, which was a massive resource for me. And from there, just co- going to the weekly meetings and being able to like hear all the different facets of real estate really helped me just get like a better understanding of things and kind of see what I wanted to focus on as I was going through college. So um, I really started, I would say, seeing what my dad does. And that was like brokerage and he owns a bunch of properties. So property management, leasing, stuff like that. So I guess that was my initial start. I kind of went in blind and try to use, try to absorb everything I would say, but did you uh, work for him growing up? Yeah. Um, the summer I graduated high school, I didn't have a job. So my dad was like, you know what? You're coming with me to work. And um, he put me in the office. Obviously, I started off. I did like anything and everything he wanted, like filing, organizing, stuff like that. But then um, it really turned into um, a lot of property touring with him. So he'd put... He'd, bring me along in the car and we'd stop at different buildings and um, different meetings. He'd bring me along and I just would sit there quietly taking notes either on my phone or like learn or just listening. But he really showed me the brokerage side at at that time. And like um, he represented everything from retail leasing to investment sales. And I would say yeah, so I did work with him, work for him in the beginning, and then I worked for him for two summers. Um, and over that time, I was able to get my residential leasing agent license, and 
you, you can get that when you turn 18 in Illinois. And um, yeah. And segueing into your future internships, how did you use your, what will you learn from your dads to uh, get the future ones? So to describe kind of the experience, it was very entrepreneurial environment. Um, his office was like 10, maybe 15 people. And I enjoyed the brokerage side because you get to create like offering memorandums. You get to paint the picture, kind of set the story for, you know, for the, the buyers or sorry, the seller's story for buyers. And I kind of knew that, okay, I like brokerage. I kind of want to see this on the institutional side though, um, to see a little bit more structured and just bigger level deals. So we were within the $20 million range, but just to go to institutional and see like um, international money and clients and being able to see all that, I kind of try to focus on that. So basically I would go through his email and read like CBRE and like a Marcus and Millichap and JLL like offering memorandums and email blasts that they would send out to just kind of prepare. And then I knew I needed the financial analysis side of it, which as a freshman, I think I was a freshman, I didn't, wasn't getting that really in school just yet. So I took a bunch of like online um, real estate modeling classes because I just wanted to like understand that side, obviously. So I would download like different Excel models for like apartments and industrial, just like super simple ones. And um, I would say just try to understand the cash flows mostly. So um, wait, I think this was my sophomore year actually, but um, just like understanding all the line items and like what goes into calculating like that operating income and, you know, different metrics that we use in the industry. So like cap rates and stuff like that. So basically just trying to do a lot of research on my own because, you know, a lot of, you're not going to get that a lot of times in school. And it's just more like being proactive and like talking to people. So, um, I knew I had to like find like an intermediary between like the entrepreneurial side my dad was doing versus like institution level. So, and there's like a bar, there's like a bar that they, that I guess they kind of look for, we kind of look for. Um, so just even not like mastering anything by any means, but just like understanding and like trying to get there, I guess. So yeah, I was really just trying to like do research to learn cash flows and like different metrics and whatever I thought at the time that they would be looking for. So at least conversationally, like um, there was some sort of understanding, if that makes sense. Yeah. So did you uh, use any of the U of I real estate classes? Uh, yeah. Or college? Is that, is that what you're talking about? Or are you doing so, that stuff on your own? Yeah. So, I mean, I started taking her classes. So um, at the time, there was like the introduction to real estate. There was uh, real estate investments. So I took these. Um, but I also did case competitions. And this was huge for me because not only are they usually led by like people in the industry. So for me, um, I knew I was kind of end up in Chicago. So or like ideally I'd end up in Chicago. So just doing case competitions set by people in Chicago. So where real estate like professionals mentor them and stuff like that too. 
but so definitely took the classes and this just gave a high level um understanding of everything but case competitions were huge because it actually put real life scenarios like in front of us and just being able to like figure out like a redevelopment or an appraisal case competition I did and just stuff like that where it was more I guess realistic than just reading a textbook now, I wanted to get more into uh, the Eisenberg Foundation because we've talked about that many times in the podcast. How has that helped you? And how did you use that to gain jobs and internships? Yeah, um, I was introduced to the Eisenberg Foundation in Rho Epsilon. And um, I really took advantage of it. There's a mentorship program that I'm sure you've discussed before. But just getting... I would go on the website, figure, like, look at different people's bio, see kind of what I'm interested in and like, who can help me like learn about it or talk about it. And, um, my sophomore year, I really use this a lot. I shadowed a ton of people. So any chance I got, whether it was coming, coming a day earlier on a long weekend or a holiday, and just, I would go to different people's offices and, just shadow them for the day, like literally follow along. They would have whatever meetings they had that day and just, they would give me materials to read and stuff like that. So um, this was super awesome because I honestly would be in a live environment and they would tell me like what they find important what they look for in their, their facet of the industry and just like what their day-to-day looks like. This helped me narrow down where I thought I'd be interested, what I would think, what I would like to learn and what I think I would be passionate about. So this was awesome because it just, the real world changes it. So you can read one thing in a book or on, online, but then just like being able to um, follow these super smart and advanced like people in Eisenberg, this was super helpful because they were so available and so nice and there for us and there for me. So um, through Eisenberg, I did the case competition, I would say like at least two or three years, I want to say. And so you get to work with professionals because they really dedicate their time um, to helping us. And just like for we did, I did a lot of like renovations and redevelopments. I feel like my case competitions always were, and just working from everyone with everyone from like city, city officials to the development officials to leasing officials, all, all just like combination of all facets in the industry. So this was awesome um, in terms of just learning and guidance. So Eisenberg honestly really helped my development a lot and like to this day I still talk to so many people on the daily that I met at Eisenberg and they're resources for me now like I've been working now for a year and a half um since I've been out of school and I go to lunch or just hop on the phone with so many people from Eisenberg um so many different people and just either catching up or just asking for advice so um, I really vouch for Eisenberg and the scholarship's amazing and the people are great and everyone's there, not only just for the good cause, but like everyone really wants to help your like growth. So um, big Eisenberg stand, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, using all these tools, 
uh, Eisenberg, working for your dad. How was it uh, tr- trying to get a job after college or senior year of college? Yeah. Um, what was that process like? So, I mean, obviously real estate is a really big people business and through Eisenberg and different networking events, like I know it's so different now with COVID and it's honestly very hard for students. I can't even imagine, but just like networking and building that and just keeping in touch, whether that's like you, like you hearing someone speak and then just connecting with them on LinkedIn after sending them a message, like introducing yourself and just saying one or two things that you really like that they spoke that really does make a difference and starting that I guess relationship and just like having that message there when you do go looking for a job I would say really helps or like having an email so when you do send an email or like an application they look up your name in their system whether it is their email or like LinkedIn and like oh they're like okay I met Anna here and she heard me speak and she really enjoyed this. And then they like have that connection that they can make with you. So um, I would say my first like legit, not legit, my first like institutional level, I'm in institutional real estate now. So um, I'm in real estate investment management on the private equity side. And I focus on acquisitions. Um, My first, um, I would say same level, like institutional and same side was my junior year. And this was when I worked at East Hill Secured as a uh, brokerage um, investment analyst. So this internship I got through, I would say the opportunity I got, I, I was a huge like email girl. So not only would I apply to these internships online, but I would like try to connect with so many people that either if I knew or didn't know, um, and I would send emails and be like, Hey, like, I'm super interested in the position. I really, um, like I would say one or two things like that. I really like about the company and like something or a few things like I would read in their like the press releases or any like recent deals that they've done. So I would try to make it really personal. So like my first internship, I reached out and then I think I met, I met, one of the managing directors at Eastville through someone at um, the Eisenberg dinner. So I like said, I was interested in institutional level brokerage because I wanted to go from an entrepreneurial to institutional. And they're like, oh yeah, well, I have this connection. And I heard they're hiring like an, like it's intern, you know, recruitment season. So they put me in touch and just like through different communications like I reached out not only to like that MD, but I messaged a bunch of people on LinkedIn and I asked to hop on the phone. Um, this really helped. So they brought me in for an interview. And at that point I had spoken to like five people. So um, I would say that was super helpful. And just like being able to have a conversation about anything and just being open and like being super interested in what they're talking about. So by my senior year, I, for my junior year when I was applying for senior year internships, I ended up getting a job at Ventas, which is a healthcare REIT as a asset management analyst in medical office building specifically. And, and, and I know, I know they uh, presented at Robs Fund that year, correct? Or yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They were, um, um, Debbie, which is their CEO. She spoke at 
Row Epsilon at the Row Epsilon annual dinner or not the Illinois. I think it's the Illinois real estate annual dinner. So this was in Chicago. So, so many alum were there, obviously. And then Debbie was there and just like, she was super cool. She's so well-rounded, not just like a CEO. And she wasn't just talking about healthcare. Like, I think she owns a hockey team and like her, she loves to travel with her kids. And she just was seemed super cool. And like, at that time, I didn't know what Bontas was, but just, I made the effort afterwards. I just went up to her. I said, I thanked her for coming. And I like, I loved her speech, whatever she had said at the time, grabbed her card. And then afterwards, I just made an effort to find out more about Bentos because at the time that was the first I honestly had heard of it and just so okay like a REIT seems super cool big big uh company so many different things you could do with it and just reached out with opportunities and she put like obviously she didn't help me through the process she's too busy for that but she pushed my information along to other people in the company where they told me about the opportunities helped me apply stuff like that so I would say like that is like the biggest thing is like the effort, like anyone can apply online, like LinkedIn or Handshake or wherever everyone's finding these internships, but just really going that step forward and um, like communicating yourself, like that will make a huge difference, I think, in, especially in real estate, like what we do. So um, yeah, how did you get your uh, Heitman job offer? Yeah. So my um, junior year, when I was applying for senior year internships, I wasn't having the best of luck um, in terms of timing. I don't know. I just felt like people were lacking in their internships in the fall and the winter. And I was still applying and talking and um, stuff like that. So um, some of our alum or like a few of our alum or there was a speaker that was from Heitman. So I got in touch with the recruiter and stuff like that. I would say the spring of my junior year. And um, I I think they had locked in an internship or an intern for that summer. So the recruiter was like, hey, um, yeah, thanks for reaching out. But at this point, like they weren't hiring. So I got my internship at Ventas. And in the summer, like I was already the summer going into my senior year, I was already thinking about full-time and just like my, my options. So after work, I would go home and I would like get in touch with all these recruiters or people that I knew at the company, just via email and be like, Hey, I'm really interested in applying for a full-time position and everything in real estate is like slower. It's not like other industries where senior year in the fall, you lock things in. Like, it's not like that at all, but I think initiating, like applying for full time um, that early really kept me, kept my name in mind when they were actually like posting positions. Like so many companies, when I reached out in the summer of my junior year, they were like, yeah, we are not looking right now. Like, but thanks for reaching out kind of. And so Heitman, um, I want to say like private equity, they are a little bit more um, early when it comes to the process, like I think they're a little bit more structured. I think they, um, you know, there's turnover at every company, but I think they know just kind of where it's going to be at um, and how many analysts to look for full time. So I was still so ahead of it when I reached out, but that constant communication was honestly key. So when positions were posted, they reached out, they're like, hey, just so you know, like this is now, these positions are active, like go ahead and apply. And having communications with like different analysts and like 
you know, people at the company really, really helped me like get, get ahead and like not needed. I didn't need to be vetted if that makes sense, like through before going through the applications. And then I guess I, this was like leverage to me because I had my internship, I had different communications. So I was able to interview, um, by September or yeah, I want to say September and October and, um, there, I would say private equity, the, the interviews look a little bit different because it's not only like a three-part interview, like you have your HR interview, then you have like your preliminary team interview, then you have like a final like nitty gritty, but there was also like an Excel test. So um, like for my sophomore year where I said, I was just trying to learn financial analysis a little bit better and just like cash flow. Um, by my senior year, I was really trying to like learn modeling. And I think at, I would say at Illinois, I'm not sure if it's different now. You can't always get this, um, like a model. I'm not sure if there's a modeling course now, but I took like two different modeling courses online that I paid for, which I'm not saying not everyone needs to do this. Like there's ways you can like be, you can be mentored or taught through like financial modeling. So, um, I definitely by any means wouldn't say I knew like a hundred percent what I was doing. Definitely didn't ace it or like got returns near, but just being able to like do, do the cash flows and just being able to calculate an IRR and like different, whatever they were asking me for at the time. But yeah, so I went through this September or October. And then by, I want to say by early October, I was able to lock in, um, my full time, which was awesome. So I, I would say I was pretty lucky the way I went about it. It's not always that like quick and stuff like that, but that was just my experience. Can you talk a little more about, uh, Heitman as a private equity firm? Cause I, I don't think many people understand what, uh, private equity within real estate is. Yeah. Um, so Heitman is tech- technically like a real estate investment manager. So there's different sides to it. Like you can be, um, Heitman is like very multifaceted and it's really nice because we have a lot of depth to the company. So, um, so many different sides of real estate on in like inside the company. So if you really like research and if you like markets and like you like trends in real estate, we have a really strong research department, which really helps in every single investment that we make. Um, if you like asset management, you know, trying to increase NOI at a property, trying to do like the renovation aspect, you know, once we acquire property, you'd be good in asset management. My side um, is the private equity side investments. So I really um, like the brokerage side. I like deal flow um, and being able to see different deals at all times and just um, getting exposure to different types of property types and stuff like that. So I knew I wanted to go into acquisitions when I first started off. So my side of private equity um, is the actual investment side. So we have a we have a portfolio management side that raises these funds. So to backtrack a little, Hyman, we raise funds and we uh, we get clients that we invest on behalf of. So we do have that side, which is more the finance side of um, you know marketing and client services and trying to raise these funds. Um, and then on my side, we actually invest the money that we've raised. So on a day to day, 
I would say we get tons and tons of deals. And then we have deal officers and deal leads that they will recruit us, like the analyst class, and they'll be whoever has capacity takes on deals. So I'm on just the we have living commercials. So I work on student storage, multifamily, um, senior living, and basically the analysts get a blast out. They say, hey, we're looking at this deal with capacity kind of, and that's just how kind of how it goes. So I'll take on a deal the past few days I've been working on this one deal, value deal, multifamily deal in Texas. And we take care of everything from just vetting the deal, reading, reading the complete offering memorandum, reaching out to research so they can get us like comparable data, stuff like that, research market, excuse me, saturation, and then underwriting the deal and seeing like if it's going to land. So underwriting a deal and seeing what fund that this deal might work for. So we, you know, we have our internal, we have our Heitman funds and then we have separate account clients and just doing that. And this is, we work with other teams all the time. So I work with portfolio management to see if the deal fits. I work with research and stuff like that. So um, Heitman's huge. There's different ways you can get involved. Like I said, the different departments and we have really good, um, horizontal like integration so if you're trying to go from I guess financial analysis to acquisitions like we have so many opportunities for that and I've been in this role for like a year and a half now and I really like it so so which uh is there a specific asset class that Heitman uh invests in specifically or is it all around kind of a little bit um I would say no we invest in everything and there's some that we like really specialize in. So we were first movers in storage and medical office like 10, 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was. Um, so we have a lot of joint ventures specifically in storage and medical office. So what this means is we have a partner that we work with directly. And so we work with a lot of storage specialists um, and medical office and they sent us so many deals on a weekly basis and different opportunities and they are the operators here and they're they really have expertise like on the grounds at these facilities and so i would say we crank out storage and um, medical office like a lot because we work with great operators and partners that have experience nationally so um we really plug and chug these kind of deals a lot um but then again, besides like we're in, we're in basically all types of asset classes, but we're also trying to get into like life sciences more and different asset classes that are up and coming. So um, we've been expanding our we've been expanding our student portfolio a lot. So we've been doing investments here a lot. But honestly, across the board, we're really open, but we love leaning on our research team because they are so smart and they have so much educational like experience too. like a lot of degrees. So they write white papers on basically all asset classes. And this is like, basically it's like a PhD type paper and um, they really vet out every um, asset class and help us invest in it. So um, across the board, we're, we're all over the place. So getting a little more to the numbers, um, what do your uh, investors expect on return and how much of a, I guess, cap rate or, uh, return on your properties do you guys expect to kind of make the money from 
paying the investors to hype and making a profit? Yeah. So um, internally, we have three, I would say, four investment funds that we that we use like actively and they all have different return thresholds. So our core funds are obviously a little bit lower on the return end because just because, and then we are value funds and our value vehicles, they expect higher returns because we're risking the renovation or whatever it may be a lease up risk or um, whatever that specific deal profile is, they expect higher returns. So it depends from client to client. Um, and different funds look at different returns. So we have some funds that don't like leverage. So they only look at an unlevered IRR versus other funds. They really like up to 60, 80% leverage. A lot of our construction funds that we look at. So these will look at levered returns. So higher returns and stuff like that. And obviously there's different fees. So we have to look at a net of these net of these fees and stuff like that. So it depends, but I would say our core funds look at lower returns or um, value funds re- expect a higher return. So higher risk, higher returns, if that makes sense. But when we're underwriting these deals, we kind of keep in mind what kind of returns they're looking for. Like for they might need to hit a 12% levered return, like one specific fund. And it also depends how much capital they have to deploy. So um, this is a big one. If we're looking at a, you know, uh, $200 million apartment deal, um, it might be a perfect fit in terms of deal profile for a certain fund, but they might not have the funds at that time, the equity deployment at that time to be able to look at it. So sometimes you have to pass on deals because of that too. Do you ever have to, uh, like you get, you get a deal and it's going through the process and it's in the ending stages. Do you ever have to fly out and go check out the property or do you guys go straight from like Google images and uh, maps and check it out from images online? Yeah. Um, uh... This is an interesting question because I started working in COVID. So COVID hit in 2020, I graduated and I started working right away. At that time, when we were looking at deals, they were not going to the properties at all and checking them out. Like at that time, they just, this used to be a requirement, like in, when we were in the vetting process and the underwriting, um, the deal team would go out there and see it. And then again, if we won the deal, we would go out there and see it again. Um, so things have changed because of COVID. And I think in the beginning of COVID, no one was going out there, but now we do go out there, not necessarily always before, I guess, like final bidding process, trying to win the deal. Um, but at least when we acquire the property, our asset management research team and uh, one of us will go out there um, for a few days and tour it. But we're really trying to get back to that, to go back out there because it's not always the same as you see online as it is in real life. And just being able to tour and walk the property and just the market itself um, really paints a different picture. So the past couple months, we've been getting back to that. And I would say, if possible, we tried to get out there before we put in like final bids and stuff like that. So um, I think this is key. And I think the industry is like starting to get back to this and like put on official tours and stuff like that. 
And the uh, the last question I usually ask uh, people on my podcast is, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self what you know now? Um, I would say, like, it's a little, I mean, it's a little cliche, but it's, like, so true, especially in real estate. It is a people business, and it's not just, like, plugging and chugging in real estate. It really is relationship-based. So knowing that, timing is key and just that everything comes with time so not worrying so much about locking things in or getting things done by my junior year senior year you know but just knowing that um everything comes with time in real estate I would like to say is like more not behind but slower and just more natural with timing so knowing that um not to like worry about what happens by my senior year, junior year, what internship you have, just more focusing on relationships and just meeting people versus locking things in my student time. So that's what I would say. Cool. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, I think we all learned a lot today. Uh, is there anywhere, any way people can contact you on LinkedIn or anything? Yeah, for sure. Um, I... LinkedIn works. I sometimes miss messages because of LinkedIn, but um, I'm really good via text or email. That's the best way. So um, I can can, provide my... Yeah, they can contact me and I can... uh, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say email is the best way. I love helping people, just like talking to people and stuff like that. I was in your shoes literally not even two years ago. So... um, yeah, if you could provide my contact and LinkedIn works too. So whatever is more effective for everyone. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you later. Yeah, thanks for having me.